Thank you, Jenny, for your very warm welcome. I'm privileged to be among you on this feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Inter interestingly, in, um, I'll just go back here. Can I go back to the beginning? Ah, now we're right. Um, inter interestingly, in interfaith dialogue or interreligious dialogue, Mary unites Catholics and Muslims. As I experienced in Ephesus at the House of Mary, where the tradition holds that she lived with the beloved disciple. A notice, oops, a notice states that it's perhaps the only shrine to which Catholic, Christian women and Muslim women can make pilgrimage together. However, teaching on Mary, and particularly the dogmas of the Immaculate Conception formally confirmed, in 1854 and the Assumption in 1950 were identified as problems in Catholic Anglican unity. Now, after years of study, the Anglican Roman Catholic International Commission called ARTIC produced a document called Mary, Hope and Grace. It came out in 2004 it found that um, these teachings are compatible with scripture and part of the ancient common tradition of the early church. This document, which is freely available on the internet, gives a distilled summary of Marian scripture and in our Christian tradition. Its first focus is Mary's part in the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ. The second part focuses on the particular grace, or the second focus rather, is the particular grace of God that is given to particular women and men and the people and of the human women and men and the human response to that grace. And it traces that through the Old and New Testaments People such as David and Isaiah are prepared for particular tasks to which God calls them and which they are able to fulfill. In a similar way, Mary is favoured. Those involved in this document talk of the archaic method, and that method goes behind entrenched positions to find what we held in common. It was often they met at a monastery that had both a Western and Eastern um, orders on the same property. And they found out when they breathed with what theologian Eve Congar called two lungs, the lung of the East, the Eastern Church, with its insights into spirituality, icons, con contemplation and liturgy, that the lung of our divided West, the Western Church, was able to re-receive the place of Mary in the Christian faith. And I stress the word re-receive because 
That is so for both Anglicans and Roman Catholics. <coughs> and I'll briefly look at some Anglican aspects. The, the over the 2,000 years of Western Catholic Christianity falls roughly into two different patterns. During the first 1,000 years, if attended to at all, Mary's significance was seen to rise within salvation centred on the mercy of Christ, the mercy of God given in Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And the second thousand years, and especially in later centuries, had an increased tendency to separate, to divorce Mary from this context. Early Christian theology, during those first 300 um, years, Mary's hardly mentioned at all. Attention is given to Mary because of the growing discussion about the identity of Christ. The Apostles' Creed tells us that Mary was born from or of the Virgin Mary, out of her body. When the divinity of Christ was formally confessed at the Council of Nicaea in 325, Controversy flared up on how to understand the unity of the divine and human nature in the one person of Jesus. Mary was called the Theotokos, or the God-bearer, the mother of God. This was affirmed officially at the Council of Ephesus in 431. And Mary is that place in creation where the creator becomes a creature. Now, the second hundred um, thousand years, major shifts, as we all know, happened in the emphasis about Mary. And I quote from that ARC document I mentioned, Mary as type of the church, and also as the new Eve in a way that associated her ever more closely with Christ, in the continuing work of redemption. To Mary as dispensing Christ's grace to the faithful, the idea of Mary as mediatrix arose out of her singular role in the incarnation, the end of the quotation. Now, after the Reformation, Catholic identity increasingly associated with devotion to Mary. As theologian Elizabeth Johnson puts it, Catholics developed a severe case of fixation, while Protestants developed a severe case of amnesia. In the 17th century, new Marian feasts, titles, institutions, forms of piety and literature blossomed. The 18th and 19th century saw an upsurge in the so-called Marian movement. Uh, Mariology became an independent subject. Now, after the 1950s, there was a split within Catholicism between those who desired more titles, privileges and dogmas and those who desired to return to the sources that came from the biblical, liturgical and ecumenical movements that were starting to flourish. The question facing the second session of the Vatican Council 
1963 was, should Mary be dealt with in a document on the church or should it be a separate document? Now, interestingly, Mary became a source of great division at the council and resulted in the closest vote by a very slim majority to include her in the constitution of the church in its last chapter, which came out in 1964. And there it developed a theology of Mary amidst the communion of saints, her pilgrimage of faith. However, the doc, in the document, you can pick up the struggle between the two positions that, are, that were being contested. The council intended that devotions be reformed but not eliminated. And in 1972, Paul VI put out a document on the right ordering and development of devotion to Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary. We, I believe, as Catholics, live in the tension of popular devotion and what is official teaching. And that's where we often need to return to scripture to critique tradition that can be distorted. And I'd like to prepare for a, a reflecting on the Magnificat by looking first at the historical Mary, who was most likely born in Bethlehem, that small Galilean town during the reign of that um, violent puppet king, Herod the Great, who collaborated with Rome, the occupying force. Nazareth was of little consequence. You know, could we hear, can any good come from there? It's never mentioned in the Old Testament or in Jewish writings. Mary belonged to that 90% of the population who were peasants eking out a living through agriculture and various trades and bore the immense burden of taxation to the, to the empire, to, the, um, to Herod and to the temple. Now, our picture of the Holy Family living tranquilly um, in a house with an attached carpenter shop is highly improbable. People like me, jo um, Joseph, Mary and Jesus probably lived um, in an extended family unit in one or two bed, one or two roomed houses built around a complex with shared ovens and millstone, etc., and worked very hard for the basics of life, like carrying water. John tells us she was at his crucifixion, a public shameful execution. And at that time would have been a widow approaching 50 years old, which was very old for the average age of woman at that time. And she was present when the Holy Spirit descended at Pentecost and then she disappears from history. The historical Mary, I suggest, is very important for three reasons. First, her history brings her near to us. And although the first century culture differs from ours in the 21st century, it was not unlike the life of billions of women today in thousands of villages throughout Oceania, Asia, Africa and Latin America. Her life and labour too was lived in hardship 
and oppression. Second, she listens to God's word in this difficult situation. She is faithful, persistently listening to God's word, preserving it in the midst of daily life and whatever unfolds. She has to figure out constantly what God is asking of her. And third, she sings freedom songs, which we listened to this morning. A rousing song of freedom of the poor. Mary epitomizes the lonely, the poor ones, the anawim of God's people, those marginalized by society. God is her only hope, and she sings with exuberant confidence. Later, Mary was a member of the Christians of Jerusalem, who were the focus or the nucleus of the post-resurrection church, which suffered from poverty and hardship, as we read again and again in the epistles. With this community, Mary believed that God would turn the world upside down, that the first would be last, the humble are exalted. Those who lose their life, those who save their life, lose it. Those who lose their life, save it. Those who mourn will rejoice. Those who laugh will cry. The mighty are cast down from their thrones. The lonely are lifted up. She and the community know that in God's reign, the poor will be put first, and the outcast and the marginalized will eat at the table of God, as her son pointed out in his ministry. She believes that nothing is impossible with God. Mary and this community raise questions for us. Where do we stand in our world today? What is our community singing with hope in Aotearoa, New Zealand, we of Oceania today? Are we singing of God's reign or are we supporting that of today's empire? Sorry. I just want to finish by drawing attention to this wonderful um, sculpture of Raya Bancroft, which she did when she was a parishioner. She was a parishioner at St. Mary's Catholic Church in New Brighton. For the sculpture of Mary, where Mary points towards the word of God, and yet she was facing the altar in the church. Now, the sculpture, symbolizes the call for unity of our divided church in the West, for it is compo a composite of material. Raya used Omaru stone collected from the restoration of Christchurch's um, cathedrals, the Anglican one and our now no longer existing Catholic one, were, were being remodelled in the 70s and early 80s. So that wonderful statue of Mary reflecting Mary hope and grace that unites us.
Thank you so much, Kath. And what a wonderful symbol that uh, Statue of Mary is of uh, a symbol of our two cathedrals with all that we've been through and all our prayers too for Christian unity as well. Uh, as our reflection today, we're going to hear a song that uh, has been very important for Maori Catholic spirituality in this land uh, based on a song from Archbishop Pompelier and um, this is one to reflect on together. <laughs> <laughs> 